Welcome, welcome. <laughs> it's that's quite your a hot mess Sunday. Yeah, that was quite a yeah. intro. It's it's us. It was a little messy. We're back. A little messy. We're yeah, that's okay. We yeah. have we have here uh, a guest, our special guest, our lovely intern Houston. Houston um, is back. He's from back. His show down in Pullman. Here I am. He is in studio and, and doing a bang up job this morning. <laughs> yeah. Bang up job is right. Really good at ruining the show. <laughs> Thank, yeah. Thanks, BBC. <laughs> Bang up job. Bang up job. Mm-hmm. Anyway, so it's your Outspoken Boys on it's another up. Sunday. Mm-hmm. Excited to be here. Oh, let's just say really quick to okay. everybody, happy Valentine's Day. Happy Valentine's Day. You're welcome. This is your gift yeah. to yourself and your loved ones. To all of you Us. who have loved ones. And those of you who do not. Um, it's like the most depressing. Right. Have a great time uh, with your bed. You just you you get your whole bed. You can sleep diagonally. There you go. You, just, you, you are the that. worst person right now. That's I'm not. I'm I'm saying so happy horrible. Valentine's Day. Guess what? You know what happens tomorrow is all the chocolates are <laughs> like eighty percent off. Right. Go buy all of the chocolates. So you can go depressed and go. Okay. <laughs> I said no. That. I did not say no. That. Yes, happy Valentine's Day. It is. You know, I still. It's. I, I have mixed feelings. Like I don't care about the single or not single. Who cares? Okay. I just get so tired of the the lovey dovey. No, I get so tired of another holiday that is pushed so hard. Oh yeah, yeah. That you know, just celebrate mm-hmm. each other every day. How about go do that? Hey, that's How a good idea. That? Just be nice, be okay. romantic, because you know what? The even when I'm in a relationship, I hate going out on Valentine's Day. Really? Because it's well, because first of all, all the Everybody, restaurants are yeah. packed. Yeah, everybody's out there. So I would always make my Valentine's Day either one day before or one day after. Hey, that's really just good. because I don't like to fight all that. Plus, you well, know how much right. I love people. Yeah, you, I you, love them. You're a social butterfly. Love them so much. Or you can do the whole hey, come on over to my house, and you make the candlelight candlelight dinner can <laughs> candlelight. Di- what I can't is happening? That. I can't. What say is going that. on? Okay, you make a okay. candle lit dinner right so here's the thing. thing so i have been committed to being more open okay right yeah uh, dating is part of that all this thing it is people have been in my home and you know i don't let people at my house <laughs> they they infil- infiltrate right i have allowed people. roscoe my dog is not happy yep. about it okay not okay he's just like what do you know so he will like he wants to attack them you know kill them he that's mm-hmm. what he wants to do so i have let people and it's, it hasn't gone well I just want you to know, it feels weird. Having people in your house? Yeah, especially yeah. W- well, when they're guys that you're like, hey, you know, we can do something, right, we can hang way, out. Yeah. They do all, of, and so I'm, I'm in the wrong place because okay. they all come in and they all do the same thing. So they walk down. And I always warn them, listen, the house isn't spotless, but yeah, it's, it's pretty it's, good. Yeah, okay. Um, <laughs> and, so walk, and they just like stand and look around. And I'm like, for, and so because <laughs> I'm so trusting, my first thought is, are you casing my place? Well, you aren't going to find anything you want to take, but... You know, it's just all weird. Yeah. Wow. People well, are weird. I mean, with with your record, I mean, I know you dated people. Okay. Out of, uh, you went on a date with a people with a per. God, I cannot talk today. Yeah. That is that is me. You went on a date with someone out of jail, I and did. then you are being hit on by a homeless person. Yes. Let's talk. I don't. Let's yeah. Let's talk. We need to get Dr. Damon mm. back on the show. We do have him do this. Yes, because yeah, that's my. Okay. Those are the people I attract. So you know how we're going to help Houston get a date. I yes. think we should first start uh, <laughs> with you and help you get a normal person. Maybe have standards. Right. I have standards, Do but you? they. It's Is that a thing? Uh huh. Like uh-huh. last, se- let's rewind just two seconds ago when I said homeless <laughs> and out of jail. 
I it, but Standards. those were not those were not revealed to me oh, in the pre. Do you want to meet? So you, so what you're saying is you're not good at vet, uh, vetting them. That is exactly okay. what I'm saying. Okay. I am horrible at vetting, and I there feel like go. I just okay, am a sure. magnet <laughs> for those people, and I just assume. They're going to be upfront and honest. Well, they will be, but they're going to wait till they're yeah. Okay, don't you know you do the? I guess you can say cute thing, but I, I mean, if you're <laughs> if you're looking for a hookup, I guess you wouldn't really do this. But you right. do. Hey, let's play the question game. Then you ask them questions, and first you start off with like, "What's your favorite color?" Like everybody hates that question, oh, so you say gosh. it right. You're like, "Okay, let's get that one out of the way." <laughs> What's your favorite food? Do you like dogs? Have you been to jail? <laughs> is on there. Um, have you ever killed a person? Do you currently have a place yeah. of residence. Exactly. Yeah. Do you have a car? If you don't have a car, then it's like, well, well yeah, that always gets me. Here, I, it's just weird. Yeah. It's the whole dating thing is just odd. Mm-hmm. And I'm learning. I'll text you every once in a while. This is what I learned today. Yeah, <laughs> you do. Yeah. I, yeah. Today I learned that strange. I'm not good at the whole <laughs> hookup thing. Yeah. That's that just and it, there's nothing wrong with it. You you do you out there. Sure. But for me, yeah. it's just it's too. I'm too awkward as it is. Mm-hmm. That's too. Mm-hmm. awkward it's just not it's not a thing yeah yeah no, yeah. and I, and I, I need that, to like yeah. feel connected and hung out. And, you know, I need to be that guy. You, you need you know? to feel hung out. Remember, <laughs> you're right. Is, is Remember, I'm the guy okay. who will send you a thank you card after sex. That's me. <laughs> that is just me, really? and it's weird. Ah, that's great. I'm, and th- first of all, you sit there going, "Wait, am I just so grateful?" That's kind of a losery <laughs> thing to do. Or am I just weird? And we know that's true. <laughs> it is just true. weird, but that's also <laughs> hilarious. <laughs> Let me that give you... you a chocolate and a thank you card. Yeah. I'm going to write it really quick. Send so them a rose. Be like, thanks for there the sex. There you go. Yeah, right. Thanks you have a great sex. penis. Thank <laughs> you. <laughs> this rose reminded me of you. There you go. Send it. Just, wow. It Jonathan, is very strange. Jonathan, so there you go. That's strange. happening. Uh, you, yeah. we have more than one special guest in studio today. We do. We have another special guest just sitting across from me. He Cole. loves when he's here. I know. It's great. <laughs> Cole decided to join me in studio today. He was reading right. his Game of Thrones. But Yeah. Is that what he's reading? Okay. Yeah, he was. He yeah. is very, every time you're in here. Cole, so, yeah. Cole came today. You texted me last night. It was the awkward to me because you're like, uh, do you mind if I bring Cole to the studio? I'm like, I don't care. Yeah. Well, I <laughs> do what I you just want. wanted to be nice. No, it was very nice. But anyway, so yeah. Cole's here. And this happened. I noticed the same things when Cole's are here. Yeah. When Cole's, Cole's are here. All the Cole's. Yeah. When all of you come. <laughs> no, when he's here, he always, I feel like he's always like, oh, you guys are. You guys think you're funny, but I'm just gonna be over here. <laughs> and he'll read his book very studiously. He's right. very like very proper. I'm like, right I here, am, and oh it's God. and I feel like we are the clouds. And he's yeah. just like, I got no time for this. <laughs> mm-hmm. Just gonna move my book. I don't. I don't know. I don't know. He's I so I smart. Saw, he is. That also right. makes me feel weird because he's True. reading a book. I'm he's like, reading a book. Well, while we're like, what's reading like? <laughs> <laughs> we're talking about how you're dating homeless people. He's reading right. a book. Like, okay, <laughs> education nation See, over here. You have to watch guys like you yeah. because he's filing stuff away he is he's just yeah. putting that i'm gonna need that later so i saw i saw cole laugh three times three in your times. whole dating experience no no no, no today <laughs> it's like i he has smiled, he smiled at me at twice me. Yeah. it's been uh, okay yeah today you, oh Sorry, see babe. so that's the thing because i do the same thing i'll look yeah. out of the side of my eye and i'll see he smiles or something I'm like oh see yeah, that, that. he doesn't think we're as crazy as he but acts here's like. the thing uh, like Cole smiled. The real challenge is Kurt. Kurt's back. Yeah. I don't. I don't know why it's so surprising to you because Kurt every day glares at. He sits out there at the computer and yeah. we laugh and he's just like, "Yep, those are the queens." Yeah, right. He does not care. No, he don't have time. Mm-hmm. He don't have time. Well, please, we talk about Kurt all the time going through a drive-through at like Starbucks or something. <laughs> yeah, and the so people great. are trying to be really nice and yeah. and Kurt has no time for that and he's just like, "Yeah, I ordered uh, <laughs> americano." <laughs> hey, hey, how's, how's your, your day? Yeah. Hey, how's your day? He's just like americano 
window, please. <laughs> and it makes the rest of us awkward, so we try to overcompensate. I know. We're like, hey, yeah, we're doing great. And it's just <laughs> awkward for everyone. <laughs> How's your system? Talk about over uh, over compensating. Yeah. So we're all in Kurt's new limo. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Okay, he so got, he has a he new van. And we're all in there having a meeting the other day, and his boss comes up to the window <laughs> and starts oh, talking. Great, yeah. And I, I don't do well with silences that I feel are uncomfortable yeah. because Kurt... He tends to give like two word answers Kurt, to certain Kurt doesn't people. respond to his boss joking no. around and asking him questions. So Jonathan won't shut up. No. <laughs> like I just keep talking and I can see the look <laughs> in his so boss's awkward. eye like yeah. who is this freak? Yeah, and you're, right. But I can't stop myself and I keep looking at you like save me. I, and I'm not going to talk. <laughs> I'm not going to say anything. I barely know this guy. So we learned that that's something I get to work on. Yeah. That's hilarious. That, I know. The not interrupting people. <sighs> And you know, right. what are you talking about? Yeah, what? right, exactly. <laughs> Did the you know middle what? of my sentence <laughs> get in the way of the beginning of yours? I'm so it's sorry. Kind of true. Anyways, we have an amazing show today. We, we have uh, the first guest we're going to talk to in just a few minutes is you might know him, and if not, you're going to want to. Mm-hmm. Uh, the bare naked chef is coming on. Bare naked. Ben, and and he's not kidding. He no. cooks with just an apron and nothing else. Yeah. Uh, his name is his Adrian De Berardini's. Berardini's. Mm-hmm. I, we're gonna ask him. I don't know. I think uh, that's true. That's that sounds Italian Berar- enough for me. Berardinis. I don't know. We're asking. Him. Anyways, me. he's gonna come on the show. Mm-hmm. He uh, has a highly successful cooking show that's online that you can go to. Yeah. Um. So we're gonna talk to him, kind of get some tips on how we can be good cooks, and I want to find out if splattering is an issue in the kitchen. Also, how do you stay so fit? He is. And he looks still good. cook all the time. Yeah. Right? Um, I know. So I'm fascinated. We're get the I have a theory on how that works. Oh, yeah. Of course, the second part of the show is going to be even more fun as we talk to writer, producer, director of Sorted Lives, which we've spoken of many times it's and many other award-winning on. plays yeah. and movies. Mm-hmm. Uh, Del Shores is going to be on the show. Del Shores. Known for some honesty. I love gonna, that. I, l- I love some honest people out and there. And he is brutally honest. He is brutally honest. That and is that's, an understanding. That's how you do it. You but do it. anyway, so out. we're very excited to have all of those people. Uh, we are. Why don't we take a really us. quick song break here, and then when we come back, we'll have the bare naked chef talking to us. Okay, so we are going to be listening to Beyonce's song. Uh, this is Formation, the and, clean version. And really quick, this is a really good continued conversation that we've been having about white yes. privilege, too. Yeah, Matt um, song. This, I think, is a part of that conversation that it we is. should talk about. So that was Yonsei, as in <laughs> Beyonce. Beyonce. Uh, that was the clean version. You know, and uh, <laughs> we discovered really fast. I don't fast. know it's officially the clean version, I don't think but it's it was a, the, it's at all the a listener wanted it to be a clean version, so they made this their own cuts. This is how desperate we are to show you, to play you great songs like that. That have just been released. That have just been released. I'm surprised we didn't do that for White Privilege, too, but we should. Um, like right. you were saying, that kind of continues that conversation. And well, we'll, we'll, we'll touch SNL on that. SNL actually a did a, a little a parody about they how did, white did. people ever were freaking out because they just realized Beyonce's black. Yeah, right. You know, <laughs> I just find, I think it's a good, she talks about some good things in there. Anyways, it's, we yeah. are going to have a conversation with some members of the NAACP coming up on a future show. And I think that'll be a good part of the conversation as well. Yes. Uh, this continued conversation that we need to have. It is. Know, and it's, it's right? a part of a conversation that's been going on for a while. Uh, right. Things that, you know, this is a conversation that's in the pop culture. This is a conversation right. that's in the human rights, the, you know, the political scene. It's everywhere. Right. It's in your backyard even. Uh, and it's the uncom- you go. uncomfortable conversation we never yes. have because it's uncomfortable. And you yeah. know what? I think it's a conversation that we haven't had for 
a while because oh. ever since the civil rights movement, decades upon decades, thing, exactly things things got better, so it seemed, but then right. we never really flushed it out. I know. So, so anyway, so have. that's a just we always like to remind you about that conversation that we plan to have in the future, uh, but you know, for now, I thought, what better gift to give our listeners for Valentine's Day? Then, well, the listeners that are, are gay men or straight women. There you go. Who maybe you dream of that handsome, ripped, burly man who is sweet and cute and intelligent and also can cook you dinner while looking good naked. I mean, what else could you want? So on this Valentine's Day, the Outspoken Boys are bringing you just that. We are proud to welcome the bare naked chef himself, Adrian De Berardinis, to the program. Adrian, Hi, are you there? Hi. Did I butcher your last name? No, you did pretty good, actually. <laughs> you know what? You I, I listened to you say your name on your videos, like, I think 20 times to even get close <laughs> to, to what you it's do. A, it's, a, it's a tongue twister. It's a tricky one. So it, it you is, did very good. It is very Italian, and very I love good. that. Authentic. And Adrian, first of all, well, let's welcome to the program. Let's start with, uh, for those people who maybe are not yet familiar uh, will you kind of explain to our listeners the premise of your show? Well, the Bare Naked Chef is a concept where I incorporate authentic cuisine, mm-hmm. uh, primarily Italian, which is sort of my background, sure. with a sexy edge. So I cook pretty much naked. I'm wearing an apron. Mm-hmm. And um, it's all very sort of well put together and tastefully mm-hmm. done. And, you know, you start watching and you see that I am undressed and you, I guess your attention goes there, but then you see I'm actually <laughs> cooking food yeah, that right. is legitimate and, and sort of, um, you know, of a, of a high caliber. And mm-hmm. you sort of get lost in that and, and sort of get drawn into the cooking aspect. Right. Uh, so it's an interesting sort of play on both of those things. Right. Well, and it's a it's a real show. It's not like you're just parodying, you know, a cooking show and you're naked. You're a real cooking show, but you're naked. So why did you decide to do, uh, you know, this this naked theme? Well, first off, it's never been done before. Um, right. And cooking naked is something that I've done for, gosh, I want to say about 10 or 12 years. I, mm-hmm. I had a relationship years ago um, where my then boyfriend and I would get up in the morning and cook breakfast naked and it sort of became this ritual over time and then of course when that relationship ended I continued to do it and I it sort of turned into something that was like a a, a sexy practice for me and I I started to get a little turned on by it right, okay. <laughs> um, and uh, when, you know, I sort of shared this with some people, they thought the concept was very unique and interesting, and, and, and they hadn't seen it in, in, in the format that I presented in. Um, there are a couple other YouTube um, channels out there that feature a couple of other gay, uh, naked chefs, but um, it, is, it is, they're sort of comical. Um, right. Mine has a little bit more of a kind of food network tone, if you will. It's a little bit more um, along the lines of, say, like a Nigella Lawson or an Ina Garten. Right, yeah, right. Uh, which is, they are definitely 
inspirations um, mm -hmm. in the kitchen for me, and, and I do love watching their programming. I can just get lost in watching them um, for hours and hours. So I don't know. I wanted to offer people um, something a little bit different, and um, people have responded to it. So. I was going to say, it's working, obviously. And I, I have to say, what I do like about your show, I mean, the naked thing almost becomes like a side note. I mean, obviously, it, it gets your attention, and, and that's enjoyable. But how many of us out here don't cook naked at some point? I mean, sometimes it just happens. I love that you're teaching us things, and it just happens to be that you're not wearing any any clothing. So that's what I have been enjoying about it. I do have to ask the because I uh you're teaching me things and I love cooking and I'm horrible at it. So I'm enjoying the simplicity that uh, to which you approach it, but I have to ask the question. There's a lot of oil in some of the the cooking episodes I have been watching and you're naked. There had to have been some cooking accidents in your in your past. Well, this is a question I get asked I'm over sure. and over again yeah. since <laughs> since the show has aired. So, uh, yes, there's you know obviously over many many years of doing this, there's been accidents. Nothing emergency room worthy. <laughs> Thank <Okay>. goodness. Um, <laughs> right. You know, I of course being you know naked and being around hot water and oil, it yeah. I, it, it forces me to be patient and, and take my time with things, right. and, which is cooking really should be. You, it should require all of your focus and attention. Right. And um, so I am very careful when I cook. Um, yes, I do get a little splatter here and there, but, you know, these hands are pretty rough <laughs> after, um, you know, years and years of cooking. So, you yeah. know, they can withstand yeah, yeah. a little bit of, of, you know, torture here and there. But, <laughs> uh, you know, I recommend people obviously being very careful when they do it. And I think there's many many people out there that won't admit that they've gotten up in the morning and cooked eggs naked or made yeah. coffee, you know, just sort of. So I think it's a, it's sort of a little, uh, little wink to people that, that may enjoy right. doing it, but don't really like talking about it. Sure. Well, <laughs> I, 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 I think you're right. There are a lot of people out there who, who do do that um, <laughs> and wake up early and, right. you know, cook some bacon. And hopefully naked. don't end up in Exactly. The, in now, the in watching uh, your show, there's another question that comes up, and that is you're cooking and you're doing a good show, and obviously you're so exposed. You have such a great body. How do you keep that up while still, you know, doing a cooking show and being, you know, a chef, essentially? First of all, thank you very much for saying. I, I work hard uh, in the gym. I love working out. It's it's a, another passion right. of mine, and it has been for years. Um, you know, I love to eat, and of course, you know, if you love to eat, you gotta you gotta burn it off. Yeah, and, right. uh, So I, I do compensate um, my calorie and fat intake with you know cardio at the gym or whatnot. But I don't go crazy. I don't obsess over it. But mm -hmm. the truth is that the food that I cook is not bad for you. It's not uh, fattening or it's not, um, you know, laden with preservatives or it's not processed. So sure. I'm using whole ingredients um, and, you know, portion control is, is a big thing too. I mean, I think we have a tendency to overeat and I just, you know, I eat uh, till I'm satisfied and not till I'm full. Right. Um, so, you know, uh, my recipes are not extremely bad for 
for you to eat. And it, it's, you know, I'm using, you know, olive oil. I maybe use a yeah. little bit of butter here and there, but mm-hmm. it's primarily, you know, it's good for you. Yeah, and I do, and I have to say, one of the first things I noticed, because I'm a bear, but I'm a I'm a big bear. Let's I'll be honest. Um, and I do notice when you do your portions at the end that I'm like, oh, see, that's what I keep being told I need to to do. It is very <laughs> you do portion it out. I noticed that at the end of it. I wanted. Well, to... that's not the actual portion that I'm eating. It's just a sort of sample. I'll tell it's you, the I look eat a lot good. more than that. <laughs> um, oh, I feel better now but... knowing that. Yeah, don't feel bad about that. <laughs> you should, you know, everyone, everyone, especially bears, should indulge. And that's the, you know, this, the whole concept of Bear Naked Chef, you know, is is a nod to the bear lifestyle. I mean, you know, it's about loving yourself and, and loving your body and feeling comfortable in your skin and, and and enjoying life and eating the food that you love to eat and and hopefully trying to cook it. And that was uh, a big sort of um, sensibility behind creating this concept. You know, I am, you're not your typical bear. Um, you know, I, I do, uh, you know, concern myself with, with, with the gym. Right. But, um, you know, it's, uh, it, it is really supposed to be a lifestyle show as well. Right. Well, and I also want to say, because we do some filming uh, on our own, the quality is the, of the film is beautiful i i'm a nerd and i love i'm watching the camera angles and i'm watching the clear crisp picture yeah i'm in love with your show and and really they need to just put you on the cooking network you're covered up enough i mean it, it works <laughs> well we're, we're working on it i don't know if i don't know if america's ready for for that yet um but uh oh. you know thank you for saying you know i i really got lucky with the production um i started this project, you know, I, I had the idea, I mm-hmm. ran into an old friend of mine who happened to be in the the production world here in Los Angeles, and he'd worked on many, um, many of like, you know, the sort of Real Housewives and the docuseries mm-hmm. um, programming, and, uh, you know, he pulled together this team, his name's Brandon Roberts, by the way, I, I owe him so much, he's one of my dearest friends, and he um, contributed so much to presenting this project the way that it it, it looks mm-hmm. um and the aesthetic and finding the location and everything you know and, and the people that worked on the crew that worked on this uh were s- just so talented and the nicest people in the world and they just gave their time and they loved it um most of them were were actually heterosexual people and i um was surprised they weren't you know kind of uh weirded out by <laughs> the concept but they actually fell in love with it and so it sort of goes to show you that it does have you know mass appeal it goes beyond lgtb um community appeal. i really think yeah i really think it does especially because also the way you're teaching that cooking is i find that fascinating once i watched a few of them through and and was distracted then you watch them again there's a lot to take from it to learn in the kitchen. I wanted to talk to you. You talk a lot about how, you know, growing up, you uh, you worked in your family's restaurant. You had a lot of, you learned a love of, of cooking from your mom and your grandma. And how, I, I have to know, what does your family think about your cooking show, The Bare Naked Chef? Well, I come from a fairly conservative Roman Catholic Italian sure. family. Um, my, my father's you know, first generation Italian. Mm-hmm. My grandmother didn't speak a lick of English um, as, as long as she was alive. Wow. Uh, and my mother as well. She was quite, quite the conservative <laughs> um, lady. And, you know, so when I 
told my family I was doing a cooking show. I didn't really reveal <laughs> the full story. Uh-huh. Um, and I told them that it, you know, the first episode came out and then, um, my dad's not on Facebook, so he's not really like into <laughs> social media, but right. it, 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 because it went viral, it ended up in his path and he called me and he was like, I saw your show. It's absolutely amazing. I oh, love wow. it. It's a, what a brilliant idea it is. So, <laughs> you know, I was, uh, I was surprised that his reaction was what it was. Um, but they're, they're, you know, they've, they've sort of learned to right. appreciate it. My, my, one of my brothers, I have two older brothers that are straight and my one brother texted me when he saw it. He's like, I'm very proud of you, but I have to say it's kind of hard to watch because you're my brother. <laughs> sure. Yeah. <laughs> so, oh no. Well, I'm glad the support yeah. from the family has been so positive and, uh, you know, well, reinforcing. You know, yeah. and it, the food is definitely an extension of, yeah. of my heritage, and those are recipes that I've learned from my family. So, mm-hmm. you know, I, I think I I presented it in a very respectful and, you know, uh, honoring way of, of the tradition. So, sure. you know, they're, they're thrilled about it. Absolutely, yeah. It's, it's a great show. And now, as we wrap up here, uh, I just wanted to ask, you know, a lot of us are either at home chefs or try to be or have no idea how to begin but we you know want to get our hands on it what are you know five essentials that you can give us you know in the kitchen whether that's for you know cooking for yourself cooking for your partner cooking for your family what are five essentials in the kitchen essential ingredients or anything recipe? i mean whatever you rules, think that you ingredients, know things to do don't yeah okay. <clears throat> um i think Getting a really good olive oil is, is uh, essential. I mean, sure. good olive oil is a foundation for pretty much any dish that you're going to make. Mm-hmm. Um, so the, the better the quality, the better the flavor, um, the less pressed it is, it's, it's going to make the food just taste better. Um, always, you know, pick, handpick your, your fresh ingredients. I, I'm not a big fan of these um, sort of, grocery delivery places because they just you know some they've got some guy just like fresh direct just like throw your tomatoes in a in a box and send Uh it to you and you don't really get to it's not a tactile experience for you i like to go to the market i like to like smell the vegetables smell the fruit actually you know make it personal and i think they speak to you so it's like you know you'll pick up a tomato and it smells the right way and looks the right right way and you're like that's the one that i want um so that that is my second um, essential, I think, is handpicking your ingredients. The third, let's see, experiment, you know, try new things. Don't be afraid. Um, you know, tr- try recipes. If you like a certain ingredient, if you like, you know, uh, you know, fish, if you like steak, you know, Google different recipes on, on that ingredient. There's sure. thousands yeah. and thousands of different ways to cook and, and experience those foods. And if there's th- foods that you're afraid of, you know, I think, you know, maybe you had a bad experience. Your, your mother made green beans out of a can your whole life, but you thought you didn't like green beans. Look up a, you know, a recipe for green beans that are, uses fresh green beans and, and adds different flavor components to it. And you might learn that you love it. Right. Um, the fourth, I would say... Well, you know, of course, with good food, you've got to have good wine. So, oh yeah, pair your food with 
uh, high quality wine. I mean, don't buy cheap stuff that costs, you know, three ninety nine <laughs> right. from the Kroger. I would yeah. say, you know, splurge a little bit. And right. especially if you're cooking with wine, you want to use you don't want to use cooking wine or cooking right. sherry. You want to use drinking wine, wine that you would actually drink and, and pair with your food. And then the fifth, I would say the most important ingredient, uh, essential ingredient is cook with passion and love and infuse that into your food and infuse it, you know, and cook with this sort of sexy vigor. Um, because I, I really do think cooking is a sexy skill. When I, you, people find out you're a chef, they're like, oh my God, that's hot. Right. You know, totally. you know, I mean, yes, there's, there's something, um, that commands, I don't know, you know, people just are, are amazed and fascinated that people that can sort of command uh, and control food and make it taste delicious. Exactly. I think that this it's like a superpower that people perceive. <laughs> so I agree. And it you know. does, it, it makes uh, a man even sexier, I believe. Oh, yeah. Uh, we want to thank you for taking time to be with Outspoken today. We are actually going to put up your five tips for five essential ingredients for your kitchen, really, later on this afternoon. Why, can you tell our listeners really quick where they can find your show and where your website is if they want to know more about Adrian Day Berardini's? Absolutely. Um, you can go on to YouTube. I have a YouTube channel, and it's The Bare Naked Chef. Or you can go to my website, which is www.barenakedchef.com. Uh, if you guys want to email me uh, comments or recipes, I love getting recipes from people, you can email me at uh, thebarenakedchef at gmail.com. And I just want to wish all you guys a happy Valentine's Day, and thank you so much for having me on your show. On your show, and uh, it was a blast. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. Thank you have you. a wonderful Sunday and a great Valentine's Day. And I'm going to keep you posted. I'm going to follow you like Julie and Julia, and uh, you're going to see <laughs> how much I learn to cook. So I'll keep you posted. Keep keep learning and keep cooking. Awesome. All right, guys. Thank you. you. Have Thanks. a great day. Bye bye. Bye bye. And that was the Bare Naked Chef himself, Adrian De Berardini's. And uh, you can catch more of him. Go to his website, uh, thebarenakedchef.com. You can catch all his videos. All of them. Um, there are really good. I learned chicken cacciatore this morning, and Ooh, it actually good. looks like typically I get, you know, a little overwhelmed, but it looks like I could actually do it. So, and, and I not, might yeah, try it naked yeah. just to see. Hey, you should. You know what just I mean? Just to do it the full experience exactly. without the apron. So Sand there's apron. your little sexy cooking. Man, for your Valentine's Day, you're welcome. Exactly. All right. Let's take a really quick song break here, and then when we come back, we'll dig into the dish, speaking of cooking. Um, Let's play a song by The 1975. This is their new single called The Sound. I know the sound. I know the sound of your heart. I love it. It's like a Valentine's Day song, it's but not It's beautiful. Really. It is. Welcome back to KYRS Medical Lake Spokane, 88.1 and 92.3 FM, and this is Outspoken. Yes, if you've just joined us, we've had, we just talked to the Bare Naked Chef himself. We love supporting new people that are coming up. He uh, has been making a lot of splash over the last six months, and we will continue to support yeah, him. Yeah, and we also love people who support us and Outspoken receive support from Nine Bar and Bistro, featuring a full a full bar food menu and trivia on Thursday nights. Located at 232 West Sprague Avenue, more information is available at 509-747-1621. Outspoken receives support from Mediterranean Restaurant, Mediterranean-inspired cuisine, featuring fresh Mediterranean, Persian, and Northwest ingredients. 
convenience, serving lunch and dinner daily and brunch every Sunday. Located in downtown Spokane at 19 West Main Avenue. More information at 309-3116. Outspoken receives support from the Unitarian Universalist Church of Spokane, serving the community with a non-dogmatic religious environment, welcoming all people regardless of race, sexual orientation, gender identity, or physical ability. Information online at uuspokane.org or 509-325-6383. Outspoken is funded in part by the Pride Foundation. For more information, visit pridefoundation.org. Org. Well, I think it's time that we get into some pretty big news that happened uh, just yesterday. We yeah, heard, just a few but days ago. Yeah, it happened uh, the day before. Yeah, um, we have just lost a Supreme Court just- justice that sat on the Supreme Court for almost thirty years. Almost. Yeah. Antonin Scalia mm-hmm. died in his sleep in his home in Texas. Yes. Just this past weekend, and that. Leaves now. First of all, anytime anybody dies, it's sad for the family and everybody who's left behind. Yes, absolutely. Um, but it also leaves a huge political firestorm in its wake. It does because typically the Constitution calls for the president to do his duty mm-hmm. and to bring up, and it still does call for that. It by does. The way. Yeah, that has not changed. By the way, Republicans. Um, that he needs to bring up someone to replace an appointment, and then exactly. he has to be approved, of course. But by the Senate. What's mm-hmm. happened? So basically, because Obama is less than a year away from, you know, the end of his term. Exactly. He has 11 more months uh, in office and the Republicans are saying, look, don't this is this is their excuse. Yeah. Do not appoint someone. We will reject them because they have a majority in Senate. Mm -hmm. We will reject them uh, because the next president should, quote unquote. uh, But why? You know, put uh, appoint the person because America should speak. America should speak its, uh, you know, decision before the new Supreme Court justice right. is appointed. Right, but see, this isn't how it's done. No, I it's just want to say that it's in the sitting president's term that it this is. has happened. Exactly, it is his duty from by the Constitution that he brings. Yes, that he brings an appoint someone he wants to have appointed to the Supreme mm-hmm. Court, and it is the duty yeah. of these lawmakers to vet the the candidate and then. Make a decision. Right. This it is not. It right. if they keep saying that uh, all of the executive statements that Obama has that every other president has had as well, mm-hmm. he's pushing the cons- the rules of the Constitution. They are doing the exact same. They are blocking thing. the Constitution in yes. this example. And you know what? I think whatever you think about Anton- Antonin Scalia, you might like him. You might not. The it doesn't matter. Right. It is Obama's duty. It the is. Pre- as the president currently. And to let's point be it, real on this show. Let's talk. Yeah. Antonin Scalia has been the loudest yes. anti LGBT rights mm-hmm. sitting judge on the Supreme Court. Yeah. And he has never shied away. We've talked about it many times on this show yeah. of making very large statements in his speeches when he's out Mm -hmm. talking to college students about his disagreement with homosexuals. Right. He has even stated, and this was, I'm remembering when he spoke to a college in Denver, stated that he does make his decisions based on his Catholicism and his faith, and he thinks that that's okay. Right. And so that has... You know, that has colored the way he looks at things. But here's the thing. It's a big decision because it is one of our most Mm -hmm. uh, conservative sitting Supreme Court justices. So it is a big deal that, especially for us on this show, Mm -hmm. that 
we have a Democratic liberal president, it would be very wonderful if he would then appoint someone who is more exactly. uh, liberal right. because, right. and here's the thing, people say you can't speak ill of the dead. I'm not yeah. speaking ill. Listen, to the family and those that are hurting over this, I apologize. But I also, and I, I wish you the best, and I'm sorry it's mm-hmm. so hard right now, but I also don't believe in the statement that we we stop talking about the truth about someone just because they've passed. Yeah. The truth yeah. is he was not a friend to the LGBT yeah. community. It, there is no love lost in that. And this is a wonderful chance for those of us that are more liberal to have someone on the Supreme Court that yeah. isn't so hate-filled, to be honest. Absolutely. And I think that uh, that's kind of what we need at this point. Look, uh, a lot of the Republicans are saying uh, Mitch McConnell is is in the beginning. Right. He's, he's leading this pack. He's saying that well, Scalia was such a conservative voice on there. That they just we want to replace to, it with the same. Yeah, exactly. They said, we That's have to keep that balance. But the thing is, you know, they're saying America needs to voice its opinion. But it did. It did twice. It did in 2008, 2012. And the terms of that voicing of your opinion is that he, Obama, the president, yes. appoints a Supreme Court justice in the case of an absence or in yeah. the ca- in the case of an open seat. And that's the yeah. thing. You voiced your opinion four years ago. That does not change. And here's the, th- you know, we have talked it. many times about how our politicians have forgotten what it's like to have healthy debates yes. and to actually work together and find a way to yeah. move forward. They have shut down our government numerous times oh, over the past decade. And so I'm, w- I'm watching the conversations that are happening online. Mm-hmm. And someone said... Someone asked, listen, how can we, it's, it's, I mean, how can they do this? How can the Republicans say that we're going to block it? Because they're not, they're not being part of democracy. And someone said, well, you just tell me the Democrats wouldn't do the same thing. And there in that statement alone is the problem. Mm -hmm. It's why we have lawmakers who won't even work together because that rationale yeah, is yeah. a two-year-old's rationale. It is. Because it doesn't matter. If the Democrats did it or the Republicans did it, it's still wrong. Period. Absolutely. That is not how we deal. That's not how we celebrate democracy. It isn't. And that's, you know what, this decision that's being made by uh, the GOP right now mm-hmm. is undermining democracy. And it is. I, you know but what, it's it's basically saying, well, democracy can't exist and shouldn't exist if it doesn't go our way. Yeah. And, and, and that's and not the case. Acting like spoiled exactly. children. How many times have we had to sit through, and we did, through conservative measures being pushed through, laws that affected us in through negative ways? And you know George what? It w. wouldn't go. Bush. Exactly. How many years did it I have to sit through It never went our him. way, and yeah. we had to sit through that. And the majority spoke, and, and we said, were told we have is. to deal with it. And that's what we dealt with. Why can't? Why is that different now that the majority? It's, it's, it's now it that it's going against. Me. Yeah, what yeah. Is. And you and I were talking because uh, you know we chit chat about this we stuff do. during the week, we and lo- we, love our we were politics. talking, and we're saying basically right now the only way to get anything done yeah. is to. And it's unfortunate. I would love it if we could work together, mm-hmm. but you're, they're proving time and again that we cannot. Yeah. So the only way we're going to get anything done in this country is getting uh, re-electing a Democratic president yep. and getting a supermajority. Exactly. In and the House and Senate. And that way, that's what we're hoping we'll for, just start doing, mm-hmm. getting a lot done. It's the same thing that the Republicans would think. Yeah. They would like a Republican president and a supermajority yeah, on the Republican side and then they could get all theirs done because we can't seem to learn to work together right. to get anything else right. done. Absolutely. Absolutely. And I yeah. think uh you know it's it's super so important for our country to understand uh, you know, the progress that needs to be made, whether it's, you know, supermajority or not. But we need to understand that uh, we need to work together. 
Yeah. Why does it? I it's it's so angry. Uh, not angry. It's so you know crazy to me that uh, we need a supermajority to get stuff to get done. anything done. Because why can't we agree on good plans? Maybe not perfect. Because for everyone, hasn't it good plans with doesn't it a mixed seem? Congress? And this just isn't in in national politics. It's even in state politics. Doesn't it yeah. seem like nothing gets done? Simply because if a if a, a Republican or mm-hmm. a Democrat introduces new legislation, the other side, whatever it is, uh, you know, yeah. the opposite of who that person is, then instead of looking at it and deciding what they can do, they just want to stop it. Right. Just because right. you're a Democrat, just because you're a Republican, we're going to stop it. That's not how you run a country. Absolutely not. And, and, the, I, and we keep doing it. We keep doing it. I'll say on a state level, there are a lot more bipartisan bills and a yes, bipartisan there law. there are. But, you know, that still doesn't... You're, you're still right. There's still the... You know, I, lo- I love this excuse, and I will never understand it. Um, that plan doesn't work for us, so we <laughs> should just shut it down right. and offer no solution. None. If you're going to say that, you know, you hate that plan, offer a better solution yeah. in your mind. You think How better. can we come to the middle how can we, we do that need to solve problems so yeah yeah super majority it you know fdr with the new deal mm-hmm. took our car uh, our country out of the great depression also yes. had you know super majority that's how he mm-hmm. uh, got a lot of these brilliant uh things and a lot of people will disagree with that now but you know what we're not living in cardboard boxes so i know really, so that's pretty welcome. good yeah um so that's that that's something that i think we're gonna start seeing here pretty soon well, one direction or the other and here's the thing it's gonna get this is a crazy time for mm-hmm. this to have happened. Yes. Unfortunate time any time when someone passes away. But yeah. this is already going to be a crazy year. We've already known oh, yeah. it's going to be a very volatile uh, yeah, election season. Mm-hmm. As we get closer to electing the next president, this is just adding more fuel to that fire. Yeah. It's going to get crazy. And there's going to be more infighting mm-hmm. on, on the Hill. So our job as citizens, I believe, is to not get distracted. Because it's going to be used Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. to keep as much distraction as possible. Because let's face it, we have, is it South Carolina that's next that's going to have their primary? Nevada and then South Carolina. Yeah, Yeah. and we're going to find out more about who's coming in both Republican and Democratic. uh, As we get closer to the national conventions, we're going to find out who Mm -hmm. the actual candidates are. Mm -hmm. And it is a tight race. A lot of people are calling, you know... uh, Hillary took quite a beating in New Hampshire. A lot of people are calling South Carolina to go to her, though. Mm -hmm. And that's a big state because it's where you bring in a lot of the important black vote. You do. Um, Right. And so I listened to a bunch of interviews this week about that. They don't think Bernie's going to show up. We won't know until it's there. Yeah. But and and you know what? Historically, we've seen these states, you know, prove, uh, provide the, a good road for presidency, but I don't right. think that it's a set thing. It's not like, okay, well, you get, you know, Iowa, New Hampshire, South Carolina, you're right. in the presidency. No, there's yeah. there's actually bigger states out there. California is well, one lot. of the biggest, st- the yeah. biggest states, you know, mm-hmm. lots of delegates out there. So, you know, uh, we, we plan these out and it does make sense, but the truth of the matter is the only reason these states are important is because we make them important. The press makes them important. They're the first ones, but we make them so important by saying, well, yeah. they win there. Well, they can't win anywhere And if else, we look kind of logically, I mean, yeah. even to look at the Iowa caucus, which is yeah. a big deal, just look at the Iowa caucus is all I have to say to you. And right. you'll go, it's a crapshoot. And there's no, the reason why that's yes. so important doesn't make sense. It doesn't make it sense. It doesn't. It's not a really good melting pot yeah. for all yeah. of the U.S. It really so is. there's mm-hmm. a lot of these weird rules, but I think this 
this election season, a lot of those rules are being mm-hmm. turned upside down. Bernie Sanders has helped that a lot because has. the race between him and, and Hillary Clinton has helped to start a real conversation. Right. Their debates right. are very fascinating because we talk about real issues. Right. Let's face it, like Donald Trump or don't like Donald Trump, and for the record, I don't, um, he has. we are proving that maybe in this country we are done with, with politics as usual. Yeah. Right. And it need we need to be done. And that's the thing is so many so many people are coming out saying no, we we need to destroy the status quo. It's not yeah. that anymore. And Hillary, while a great candidate, mm-hmm. uh, you know, is status quo. She's she business as usual. Bernie and Sanders she is focus fixed, grouped to exactly. the the to hilt. The like she doesn't say mm-hmm. hello unless she knows the focus group says that's okay. I'm right. just saying that's right. my interpretation currently. Well, and that's that's a lot of how it is. But I think that we're so hungry for that. You know, the political revolution, yeah. the everything revolution. We're we're hungry yeah. for a new well, way to do the. You things. just said and the everything revolution. I had a very interesting yeah. conversation this week with a lovely, lovely lady that I enjoy mm-hmm. very much, mm-hmm. who comes to the place where I work. And what I love about her is her and I. She's conservative. I'm obviously very liberal, yeah. but we're able to have really good discussions and still respect each other. Still, like, have a lot of uh, esteem amazing. for each other, which is amazing. But That's one of rare. the things, one mm. of the things she talked about, talking about everything. Yeah. Uh, revolution is she said how and I don't know who I'm voting for yet there's a whole lot of months for us to have to decide that and a whole yes. lot of research and homework we need to do lots of things but she happen. said how can you even think about a candidate like Bernie Sanders who wants yep. so much she feels like there's no way mm-hmm. this is how I respond to you because it's how Bernie really responded yeah. when he was yeah. asked this we can shoot for mediocrity, and all you will get is actually just short of mediocrity. Yeah. If you don't shoot for Saturn, you'll never hit the moon. You've yeah. got to shoot as far as you can, exactly, or else you won't get further than you've ever gotten especially, before. Yes, and whether it's him or another candidate, yeah. you have to mm-hmm. think big and dream big for anything to change. Yeah. And if we're yeah. just like, well, this we know we can get this, so let's do that. Let's shoot for that, and no, you know. No we're always going to get less than what you shoot for. Because so, so there's so many people dragging you down. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Now, I think here's the thing. Bernie is an amazing candidate. He started solo. He started as an independent candidate, you know, yes, he in did. Congress. And now he's basically, you know, running on the Democratic ballot because that's his way into, uh, yeah, into the presidency. Because we, in Makes our sense. political system, there right. isn't a third party that's there legitimate. Isn't. Right. So he, he's been called a Democratic Socialist. First of all, that's that's a big step down. He started with no big money. He started with little recognition. People didn't know about it. And now, you know, out of the blue, the underdog comes out against Hillary. The what was thought as the obvious answer. Yeah. We and thought even, it way back you know when she what? announced. Even in Iowa, when they had a virtual tie, you know, there's there's a lot of weird things that happen in Iowa, but they're they strange. essentially happened to be a tie. Yes. And in New Hampshire, he beats Hillary. You know, that's that's astonishing to me. That's but, well, enough already. Beats Hillary by double-digit points. By double-digit points. That was, a lot of people thought yeah. he'd probably take it. No one yeah. thought he'd take it that large. Also, we were surprised on the Republican side when basically it was uh, crazy. Trump. Um, <laughs> Donald mm-hmm. Trump and no one. No one. Just there was like no one anywhere no one. near him. Yeah. Too huge. And that was New Hampshire. I'm pro- I apologize. Th- yeah, that, was, that New one Hampshire. was New Hampshire. Because Iowa, he didn't when he he made a whole thing. See, right. and here's the thing. Either way, Bernie isn't the solution because he's the start to a bigger conversation. He's the start. Yeah. These are these aren't solutions we're looking at. They're 
starting a process that's going to take a while. And the next person shouldn't you know see what? themselves as a solution. Exactly. They should see themselves as how do a I piece of the puzzle push us forward? Push us forward. It's, and this? that's what it is. It's it, that's how you know these things happen. It's a revolution that we're asking for. It's a change of pace. That's what we're looking for. And you know, okay, I have to say one thing about the Scalia situation. Yeah. Right now, it's a standstill, but I definitely foresee. Uh, you know, if if Senate keeps blocking. Uh, the constitutional duty of the president right now that could be a constitutional uh, yeah unconstitutional that could that be that could become a big problem go to the Supreme Court and we might see the Supreme Court uh, having a say in yeah the next Supreme Court justice and that's that's gonna be a mess so this it is, is gonna why be a mess and change. I feel like it's heading there and I'll tell you yeah I always think about how we look on the world stage yeah. and we have looked like a joke for a little while now. Yep. This continues to make us look like a joke. And us as citizens should be ashamed of our government right now. Absolutely, yeah. And when the fact that they stand in the way of the very process that they, mm-hmm. you know, purportedly support with passion and it's the reason they're in politics, but they're going to get in the way of the system yeah. because they want it to be, I want to be right more than I want to do what's right. Yeah. That's a problem. And we as citizens need to remember that our... The people who represent us work for us. This whole mm-hmm. race this next mm-hmm. year for the president, it's their, them doing an interview for us to decide who we hire to work yes. for us. Yeah. But we have forgotten that yes. in this country, and we act like it's the other way around. Mm-hmm. These things need to change. And if us as citizens don't stand up and say, we no longer will accept your foolishness, mm-hmm. our country's just going to continue to go down a path that we can't turn around from. Yeah. And I just am, I am very, I'm going to be watching very closely. Everybody should be. Yeah. To Mm -hmm. what is going to happen with this whole Supreme Court justice thing and with the election. And it's time we wake up. It's hard to adult. I know it it. is hard. It's hard for me to adult today for sure. But you have to because that's what you do. I want to mention one more thing because this is important. We talked about a supermajority. Mm-hmm. We talked about Congress and the Senate not approving, you know, whatever appointment uh, Obama makes. Mm-hmm. Here's the thing. Presidential race is super important. Yes. The Supreme Court justice is super important. But mm-hmm. make sure you look at your local. Make sure you look Please. at the Congress races. Mm-hmm. These are really what can cause gridlock in a lot of situations. Make yeah. sure you pay attention to everything. If you don't start at the All foundation. Yes. The things at the top to the topple over. Exactly. Take The, the laws that are going yeah. in, you know. Indiana's trying to push them again. All again. of these states are trying to push RFRAs. You have yes. to pay attention. You have you to do. pay attention. You got to watch it or we will lose all our rights we will. all over again. Very quickly. All right. After that heated, uh, that microwave dish, um, let's let's play a song here. Uh, yeah, take let's a quick do break. some music break. little dance. little dance, yeah. Or maybe not. Uh, this is going to be <laughs> a, the song called uh, Tragedy by the Bee Gees. Oh, so uplifting. You are back with KYRS Medical Expokan 88.1 and 92.3 FM, and this is Outspoken. We want to remind everyone that if you did miss the first hour, we had the Bare Naked Chef on. We also just finished talking about the passing of Supreme Court Justice Antonin Scalia. But remember, if you miss a show or you want to go back and listen, you can always listen the following week. We get them up on Mondays on iTunes. You can find Outspoken on iTunes. So, Or you can go to our website, hotmesssunday.com. Um, if you go to iTunes, please subscribe to Outspoken and give us a rating on there. We do accept fives. We love, we love that rating. 
Um, anyways, love- Sergey and I did some fun things just not that long ago. We went to a Spokane Civic Theater. Oh, yeah, we did. We watched a really hilarious play called mm-hmm. Sorted Lives. It was and great. it's also, for those of you who don't know, it's also a really fun movie. Yeah, it, it starred is. Olivia Newton-John. Uh, All you your know, favorites. Yeah. So Leslie Jordan, who played Brother Boy. So what we're excited about is out of nowhere we threw a we threw a curveball at you, yeah. um, and we announced a special guest partway through the week. You know what? And that's how it happened. We were just I like, know. hey, so, let's just get him on. Yeah. Let's so go. the writer, the producer, the director mm-hmm. himself is going to be joining us here shortly, uh, Del Shores, and we're really excited about that because. His work is hilarious, and it he is. has written plenty yeah. of stuff. I, I, the one movie I'm dying to see that I haven't had a chance or taken time is Southern Baptist Sissies. Me too. I, yeah. I want to see it because it it's so about good. you know growing up gay in a very religious exactly. background. Baptist, you and I Southern both Baptists. Yeah. We, um, we know how that goes. Yeah, it's no, it's a little oh. hard. It's, it's a little rough. difficult. It's still rough, right? So yeah, so it's gonna be fun. But remember. You know, we're always trying to have great guests yes. for you on here. Next week is the one and only Davey Wavy. Davey Wavy. Is coming to Outspoken. So we're mm-hmm. excited. Check out his videos throughout the week. We'll be posting some. They're always sexy. They are fun. And he yeah. he tackles some pretty interesting issues and sometimes yeah. just some fun issues. Right. He does it really good. And he, he, he has uh, hundreds of millions of followers yes. who watch his videos all the time. So he's going to be on Outspoken next week. And also... Um, we have a a dietitian, a trainer to the stars, who's going to come on and talk about his yes. new br- his new book, mm-hmm. um, and he'll be in the first hour as well. Yeah, so and he is a celebrity fitness trainer. So I know Jorge up, Cruz. Jorge so Cruz. he's an international fitness trainer and, and author. So that's going to be it. a lot of fun. On the twenty eighth, we are going to bring Dylan Vox back. We unfortunately weren't able to get him when he was supposed to be on a few weeks ago. Mm-hmm. He is an actor. You'll remember him. He le- he plays gay vampires a lot. Yeah. Yeah, so anyways, uh, he will be on on the 28th, so make sure you listen for that. And on March 20th, we want to announce we are having the drag queen herself, the drag darling, Sherry Vine, is going to be joining. I um, love her. Outspoken. Oh, my gosh. I love her. Um, if you can handle it, you should go check out. Yeah. She does uh, her version of Hello by Adele. <laughs> I'm, it's, it's not for everyone, no. and don't show it to the kids, but it is a <laughs> lot of fun, so you'll definitely want to... Uh, Want to tune in for that. Yeah. But anyways, this is us uh, buying some time because we do have Del Shores on the line right now, uh, getting ready to be sent over here. Mm-hmm. Um, and we're really excited. It's going to be fun. We've been watching a bunch of his stuff. Yeah, we watch, I watch his stand-up, you and I both. He has um, stand-up. Sorted. I sort watched My stand-up. Sorted Life and you watched... Uh, sorted Confessions. And I watched that as well. Yeah. My favorite... I loved it all, but my favorite part, of course, is he comes out on stage and he has two boys in little tiny, tiny briefs. Yeah. <laughs> I'm it. like, let's... I, yes. Uh, that's how I want to Can we it? start shows like that? Just, just let's come just out, do that. There, I'm there all they for are. it. Yeah. I'm all for that. Sure, that's it. Yeah. Goodbye. That's, that's you know. all you hire them for. Well, yeah, yeah. And that's all it, it is. You know how it goes. I know. That's how it is. So... Let me tell you that Del Shores is a writer, director, and producer best known for his writing on Queer as Folk and his many award-winning plays and movies, very notably the movie with a rabidly loyal cult following, Sordid Lives, known for his unapologetic opinions and his endearingly relatable white trash characters. Outspoken is very pleased to welcome to the program the man himself, Del Shores. Del, are you there? I am here. How y'all doing? Wonderful. Amazing. I, it's so much fun to hear your voice in person, even because we've been watching your videos all week long. So it's nice to hear it live. It's the same accent and everything. Are you there, sir? 
All right. Dell Shores. Sounds, we might have lost him. Sounds like we might have just. I mentioned his accent him. and he's like, I'm out. You know what? I you offended him. I did. I totally did. That's how it goes. Hey, All I'm right. a, I'm a, oh, there it is. So yep. Kurt, the Schmierer, is going to get him back on the line and we'll bring him back. And I won't mention an accent this time. You know what? Don't because, <laughs> wow, harsh. He's like, I'm done. Hey, maybe, you know what? Maybe he heard your voice and was like, oh, well, <laughs> there's. I'm out. That's a queen. Here's I don't want to deal with that. <laughs> I don't want to deal. I, I thought they're gonna be all right. <laughs> Didn't realize, right? Hey, we did say that he is known for being a, a very outspoken, very and outspoken opinionated. And so he's like, so hey, you know what? Hey, but it. let's hear it. I I want to <laughs> hear that Jonathan's voice is unbearable. Oh, and he, you know, oh, the pain. <laughs> So I'm kidding. Mean. I'm kidding. It reminds me of it. my mother's. It's but I'm excited. You and I, uh, just to remind you, uh, we had a great time watching yeah. the play here in town, Sorted we Lives. Did, yeah, we so this is very exciting. I've been obsessed with uh, with these movies forever. And hey, guess what, everybody? We got Mr. Shores is back on the line. He forgave us for, you That was know. the shortest interview ever. <laughs> yeah, well, you know how you we know, do we're known. We're known for that. I said, I think I'm, I, I offended you with my uh, saying you have an accent. <laughs> Oh, truly. Yeah, you, you you don't know me. It takes a lot to offend me. Oh. I, I'm the one who's usually offending people. <laughs> I was going to say, oh, hey, oh, I've God. I've watched your stand-up. I know it takes a lot to offend <laughs> you. And you have no problem yeah, telling right. me if yeah. I do. Um, yeah, I was just, you know, I was just taking a break from celebrating, uh, you know, Scalia's death. We oh, just, there, yes. we just, <laughs> just talked, talked about, about that. I'm like, there is no love lost <laughs> between the LGBT yeah. community and, and Scalia. There's none. Uh, yeah, I, I, I was. I loved reading the comments. I thought, okay, I'm going to be good this time. I'm not going to post anything <laughs> yeah, horrible. Yeah. I'm just going to put the news out. Yeah. <laughs> and then I looked at my fan page this morning, and I didn't have to say a word. Oh, sure. right. They're all waiting for me. Oh, there. yeah. So true. I think uh, my phone blew up when yeah, it happened. I was like, okay, did. there's all my... over the place. Who right. wasn't talking? about It was it. crazy. Um. You know, we wanted to say, so just recently, Spokane, uh, Spokane Civic Theater put on one of your many famous plays, but put on Sorted Lives here. And Sergey and I, I've seen the movie many times. We were able to experience the play, which is a different experience. And even though it's in our little community playhouse, it was the most hysterical and poignant play I think I've seen in years. So thank oh, you so I'm glad much. To hear that. It was fantastic. Thank you. I, I you know, I love returning to uh, the origin of yeah. my work because, uh, you know, that most of it all started in theater. My mom was the high school drama teacher and oh, yes. my dad was a Southern Baptist preacher. So therefore you get, you know, this twisted mind. Oh. And I, I, I recently went to, mm. to San Antonio. They did uh, sort of live so student production, which nice. it was just so great for me to go and watch students perform my plays because that's where I started, you know, with my mom and her directing me. And it, it was just sort of full circle. So I, I, actually, I, I celebrate uh, when I get, get to see other productions. I just saw Daddy Stein, who's got the will in oh. Texas. Uh, <laughs> a couple of years ago, even went down to Puerto Vallarta and saw Sorted Lives with the most eclectic cast I've I ever would seen. Say. I mean, it was just <laughs> crazy. Sure, Ty was yeah. Mexican, Bitsy yeah. May was black. It was just great. <laughs> that is awesome. I so, want to see that version. Let's do that one. They're now, doing it again right now. They're, <gasps> they're, it's actually playing right this second there's so many productions of sorted lives right this yeah. right now i've been getting and then southern baptist Sissies is playing in baltimore oh, right I'm now somebody just that. sent me a wonderful review of that this morning so it's it's fun it's fun to see the work continue and the characters uh to have life again you know right to let them breathe and live in other bodies 
Exactly. Now, your movies have always had an autobiographical filter, meaning a lot of your characters are based on family and, and other people in your life. Before we get into what a trip home must have been like in the beginning of your career, can we rewind and just ask you, when was it that little Delford realized the gold mine your relatives really were? You know, it was it was it was truly my second play, Daddy's Dying, Who's Got the Will. Yeah. I had um, I'd written a play called Cheatin', uh, sort of as a response to not getting acting work. I was an actor, and I wrote this this play so I could be with it. And I played, you know, the mechanic, straight kind of womanizer mm-hmm. in it. While I was doing that play, uh, my grandfather started having these progressive strokes. And my aunt and my mother started reporting to me what was going on on a daily basis, which was basically them fighting over everything, whether it be the will, where's the will, or if my mother was being accused, my mother at one point was being accused of uh, slipping medication to accelerate his death. Oh, my God. And then she threatened a lawsuit to my Aunt Rita, and only if she publicly apologized would she drop the lawsuit. And I was telling my director, Sherry Landrum, of the first play, I was only 26 at this point, and I, mm. I said, I was telling her all these stories, she said, Dell, that's your new play. And I started <laughs> writing it, and I, it, it really, truly was the transition for me, that play, right. into, from being a performer right. or, and an actor into also being a, a writer and then ultimately a director as well, uh, because it, I didn't have a role for me in that play. The right. story was told right. without uh, a Del Shores role, and so it, it opened, and it was hugely successful here mm-hmm. in Los Angeles in a tiny, tiny little theater, 64 seats. Wow! Uh, never in a million years did I think that I would get in trouble with my family. Oh, yeah, <laughs> right. Of course, of course. But but then the movie, the movie <laughs> happened, and yeah. it was like, do I tell them uh, <laughs> what it's really about? And I thought, no, I'm mm-hmm. just going to see what happens. And <laughs> Oh, my my aunt Rita took a whole group to Abilene to see oh. Delford's movie. He's made it, y'all. He's made it, and she didn't speak to me for seven years. Oh my wow. god! Oh my! Oh, I'm sure they That's... saw themselves and everything. <laughs> that is quite was, a situation. I mean, I'm I'm yeah. really lucky. I didn't. Yeah. That they didn't slap a lawsuit on me. But, I mean, the names were changed, and there was certainly that thing that, oh, yeah. that right. it, oh, yeah. at the end where that disclaimer, this has nothing to do with real people. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All fictional. Now, you tell these amazing stories, and you write them down. Do you find that that's a, a coping mechanism, you know, that helps you to survive? Religion. Uh, I I think that all your damage helps you yeah. survive, actually, <laughs> as being an artist. I, I often say... Uh, when I'm teaching actors, I can't say it on the because y'all told me I have to watch my right, mouth. right. Uh, right. Don't I get us you know, canceled. Give, give, give me a blanked up uh, actor, and I will give you a great performance. <laughs> and I just feel like that as a writer, it's the same thing. You yeah, know, all the yeah. damage that I incurred in the church it became right. Southern oh, Baptist sure. disease. All being, you know, closeted for so long, mm. or just the closet door came. <laughs> wide open when I wrote Sorted Live. So, yeah. uh, it, yes, it has. You're at, the, the, that's a long version of yes. It does <laughs> help me cope. Yeah. <laughs> well, and you know, like you just said, you know, the whole, all of the damage kind of helps you. It's just life. It helps you to deal and to, to move on. You kind of alluded to it. You got married and had two beautiful daughters uh, at the beginning yes. of your journey uh, before the point you're at now. 
Uh, what got you to the point, though, where you were ready to, you know, accept your truth and to, and to speak it so loudly? You know, it became overwhelming. It was, it was one of those things where uh, my intelligence uh, afforded me uh, leaving the church mm-hmm. over other issues, uh, mainly because I was working with a lot of Jewish people, and I could not understand and did not want a God that would send these dear people that I was working with to hell. And so this church started, started falling apart for me with that. And then I would sit in that church and pray for the gay to go away and uh, think, you know, not being able to share it with anybody, just is this something that everybody struggles with? And and started getting a lot of therapy and, you know, a little bit of, of that conversion therapy, which mm-hmm. ultimately became uh, Dr. Eve uh, <laughs> in <right>. his sorted <laughs> lives, trying to dehomosexualize me. And uh, I just couldn't deal with it anymore. I, I, the, my therapist was very instrumental, my good therapist, once I found a good therapist sure, to help me sure. uh, accept and, and be who, who my organic self was. And I, I really thought, honestly, that my, my world was about over. I, I thought, you know, my career, my marriage, everything is over. Mm-hmm. And it truly was Resurrection Day when I finally dealt with that. And it's amazing. I mean, you, you can tell how much I celebrate being gay. Right. And it, I think that maybe I over-celebrate sometimes just because I, I wasn't able and wasn't capable of, of celebrating for so very long. There's no such thing as over-celebrating being gay. That's that, I don't <laughs> think yeah. that's a thing. So no. true. No. So true. You, you always do you. Now, did that also, you know, the same journey help you overcome, you know, the what you refer to as a lot of Baptist damage and, you know, help you go from damaged Baptist to loud and proud man that you are today. Is it the similar process yeah. or yeah? I, I think so. And you know, mm. I'm a fighter. I mean, you, you've seen it on, I, I get, I, I have a mouth and, uh, right. I, I, <laughs> yeah. I don't, I think we're, we're, we're also crippled with fear about so many things and having dealt with being, you know, being gay and, and coming out to my Southern Baptist family and my dad and that whole journey has given me, a, a level of fearlessness. Yeah. I just, yeah. sometimes I feel like I need to have that gene back because, <laughs> uh, you know, I've had threats. I've had horrible threats, uh, mm-hmm. people showing up to my house and uh, w- weirdos on the road and, you know, people that I have blasted publicly uh, coming back at me. But uh, in that, I don't regret that because I feel like that uh, there there's a part of me that's that's not, it's not just doing it for me. It's doing it for us, and right. for I always think of you said the the word Delford earlier. That's my real <laughs> name, D E L F E R D, and I always think of that little boy sitting in a pew somewhere in the hinterlands, hearing mm-hmm. the rhetoric that we're hearing. I mean, hearing people like Marco Rubio and Ted Cruz mm-hmm. uh, just blast being gay, and at this point, we have to fight back, and we have yeah. to fight loudly. So I do it through my work, and I do it through my words. Well, and we love celebrating. Uh, obviously, the show's called Outspoken. We love doing that. And you're, like you said, you have these two extreme reactions, really, to your work. Um, and one of them is also these fiercely loyal fans on the good side. And your work has been nominated and won many awards. Your plays always do so well. Did it ever surprise you that it was received as well as it, as it has been? It still does. 
I, I must tell you, you know, I'm just about to go on a little mini tour of the yeah. South. And uh, as I see, the, you know, I, the, the audiences, when I walk on stage and I'm going, oh, my God, they came. Yeah, right. They actually <laughs> came just to hear me talk. Sure, and, yeah. Uh, it, it's thrilling for me. And I, 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 I think the, the biggest shock was Sorted Live because, you know, I made this tiny little movie for a dime. I mean, we mm-hmm. literally made that movie for, for a half a million dollars with mm-hmm. all those stars. And it worked so hard, and then it started getting the attention at film festivals. But when it settled in Palm Springs for 96 weeks, right. and the first time I realized that there was something that was its own, it had its own journey, was I walk into the theater on it. I think it was the year anniversary, and the whole cast, Olivia's with us, yeah, uh, yeah. uh, Bo, Bonnie, everybody came. And we heard and we saw... The, the the response where they were yelling the lines out oh, yeah and they were wearing <laughs> lug nuts around their necks yeah. or yeah. Like a lug nut club of yeah. how many people had seen it the most and people wow. saying i've seen it 60 times and wow i was going you've got a lot of time on your hands <laughs> right <laughs> you know? but um but just the the the, the, the costumes i mean you know, i remember standing on the balcony at jr's in dallas watching the Halloween parade and seeing the entire cast of Sorted Live and other, you know, people oh. just, not my cast. <laughs> yeah, right. People yeah. dressed right. up. <laughs> people that's dress up as that. That's fantastic. Now, another one of, you know, your projects that received so such great, you know, response was Queer's Folk, and you wrote for that. Now, did you understand you know, the magnitude of this project while you were writing it? Or, you know, did that not come until after uh, Queer's Folk had more or less ended? Well, I no, I came on board in the third, on the third season, right. three, mm-hmm. four, and five are the th- three seasons that I wrote and produced for Queer's Folk. And by that time, it was a giant hit. I mean, it was a worldwide hit. It was already uh I was a huge fan myself mm-hmm. and uh, I got that, I got that gig in a very bizarre way. I directed this movie, this little Showtime family movie uh, that I'd written for Olivia John and her daughter, Chloe. And we shot it in, in Australia and Swoosie Kurtz was in it. Oh yeah. And Swoosie had been on sisters mm-hmm. also created by Dan Cohen and, and Ron, uh, Ron, uh, I mean, uh, I'm sorry, Ron, Ron Cowan and Dan Lipman, the creators of Queers Folk. And when she got back, she went to see Southern Baptist Sissies, which was on stage. And she had heard they were looking for a new writer on the show. And she called them and she said, you have to go see Del Shore's Southern Baptist Sissies. They literally came to my show on a Friday night. And on Monday, I had a job on oh, Queers Folk. Wow. And so I was, I was just like, whoa, I'm, I'm, I'm going to get to be on a show that I'm a fan of. And it, it truly was one of the best uh, career moves I ever made. And it was also one of my most rewarding because we, we got to, we got to be outspoken, (laughs) you know, we got to say whatever we wanted and no censorship, no intrusion from the network. We were a giant hit. And I think they just didn't know what to say. They were just going, well, we, we, we can't contribute to this. They, it is what it is. So it was, it was a it was great. And I, I have to say, I mean, notoriously, of course, you've spoken about certain cast members, but I have to say we had Hal Sparks on a few months ago, and he could not say enough amazing things about the writers on that show. 
uh, just he as an actor was just the respect was was amazing. So unlike maybe a Randy well, it's Harrison, mutual but... for me and Hal. I love Hal Sparks, and you know, of course, I yeah, everybody knows that I've publicly blasted Randy Harrison yes, because right. he was ungrateful when he was on the show and made some comments right. about the writing and yeah. press and stuff. And but I love Randy and I love his work on the show. And right. I, you know, someday maybe I'll see Randy and we'll <laughs> hug. I don't know. See, I love it, but I also love. I mean, it's the truest thing. Hey, we do some acting here. Never tick off the writer. That's just that's rule number one. So well, I, it, it, how, it's not a smart thing to do. No, <laughs> right? It's not. The that is the worst. <laughs> At least wait till the show's done. That's yep, you know that's yeah. the smartest thing <laughs> that you can do. Yeah. I I do want to remind well, our listeners that if you are just tuning in, we are talking to the director, the producer, the writer himself of many award-winning plays, very popular. But of course, because we've been talking about the play and movie Sorted Lives over the last few weeks, he is uh, the writer director of that. We do have Del Shores on the show right now. So if you just tuned in, uh, you'll definitely want to keep listening. I want to get down to what. Fans of Sorted Lives are really wanting to know, which is, is there any date in the future that we're going to get to see the sequel? You are. We're so close. In fact, I, I, I hope y'all have rich listeners because please contact <laughs> me. I have been just shamelessly raising the funds for the new movie and we are... We are at, uh, you know, I need a million dollars to greenlight yeah. this picture and yeah. get so much of the cast back together. Yes. And I'm literally right now at $915,000 <gasps> raised. So, so I only have 85000 more before I can officially greenlight green the picture. <gasps> so we are going forward. We are really going forward right now. We have a production company that we've teamed up with in, in Winnipeg. We're shooting 15 days in Canada, oh. and we're shooting three days in Dallas. And there'll be another Indiegogo campaign as soon as we get the green light and a lot of people the rabid fans are just going to get to come and watch brother boy perform in the rose room oh because so he's good. out he got that's he, amazing he is out of that yeah. mental institution he's ready um yep. and I, I love this movie i'm i'm i've been so passionate about telling this story uh because it is the first one that i know of that that that, that we're really documenting the gay history that we just went through uh the movie i've advanced the the story to 2015 uh in july which is oh. uh 16 years after peggy's death mm -hmm. but also a month after the supreme court decision oh, and exactly. i go so what happens in rural texas in winters texas <laughs> when equality comes roaring in oh. and uh, you get to see what the how the how the uh the town is you know, there's a big anti-equality revival going okay. on at the church, and that's what they're calling it because the, it, the equality is not biblical, y'all. It's right. not. <laughs> so we we believe in the Bible. We believe in anti-equality. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I feel right. like Scalia might have been one of your family yeah. members. <laughs> I feel like... <laughs> I was just hoping he would have a cameo, but you know, <laughs> I guess the I, I think Jesus needed him more than we did. <laughs> oh, that. that's great! So this sequel uh, is called Assorted Wedding. Uh, did this make you long for a wedding of your own again? Writing this sequel again? <laughs> you say again? Yeah, yeah. I three times. They say three times a charm. Hey, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Time. Yes, yep. I've, been, I've I've been married to a. a 
a woman and then a man. And, uh, you know, I'm a, it's Valentine's Day. I'm open to love again. Uh, I, I'm worried that after doing this show that I'm, I've been on the road with, which, by the way, has been my most popular stand-up show called Singularly Sorted with oh. the sin in, in big caps. <laughs> oh, I love it. I talk, there's a section called Five Bad Dates with Dell. Yeah. And, I, <laughs> again, you're not real safe when you go out with me. So. <laughs> I'm not sure that I'm going to have to let this 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 tour die down a little bit before anybody's going to go out with me. There's a possibility, I think. But it could make it more fun, to it be could. honest. I mean, you never know. Now, speaking of your stand-up, you decided to do stand-up comedy, a f- you know, just a few years ago. Instead of just continuing your amazingly popular theater work, how do you decide to jump out of your comfort zone and try something like stand-up? Well, I, you know, I have to give credit where credit is due. And I will tell you, uh, that I, I went through a public divorce. and in that, But in that marriage, there was a lot of support. And one of the things that, that uh, Jason Dotley did for me is he, he when, we, when the, the series got in trouble with all mm-hmm. the legal problems, and we were our hands were tied for two full years. I really couldn't work in television because uh, the person that owned my contract uh, was also not paying me. So oh. it was it was just a horrific time. And he said, you know, you sit at our dinner table and tell these stories. Why don't you mm-hmm. write a little one man show and let's just go out on the road? And I did. And with his encouragement, he produced it for me. And uh, that was called Del Shore's My Sorted Life. Yeah. And it was much to do with um, the, the the stories w- were not quite as 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 blue as I, I've got the territory <laughs> I've gotten into lately. But it was more it was more of a theater piece about how stories in my own life influence mm-hmm. the stories of my work. And I really loved performing that. I mean, that's the one where I talked about Randy Harrison, actually, and and some of the you know talk. It's it was it was it was all over the place, but it was very structured in that. Yeah. And Caroline Ray, my good mm-hmm. friend who played Nolita in her. the series, is an amazing stand-up. And she came to see the play in New York, and she said, um, "Why don't we pull some of these stories and you open for me?" for a few shows and so I went on the road with Caroline and she truly taught me not only that I could do it but that I was good at it and and she gave me the confidence to to really connect to an audience and I watched her every night she's a pro a master Mm -hmm. and um so I have to say uh besides the audiences who came and paid uh my ex and and Caroline were so influential and and giving me the confidence to go on stage again. And I will tell you, it is like a drug. Once you hit that stage and that applause starts happening and those laughs start happening, it's like you're just hooked. You need a you need another fix. Yeah. Yeah. So I've been doing it ever Uh since. And it's 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 paid a lot of my bills. Sure. Well, (laughs) hallelujah. Well, in watching your stand up, it's, it's very obvious. There's no hesitation to speak your mind openly. There's no hesitation to offend people and, you know, respond to their letters in honest ways. What keeps you, you know, so honest, why keep it so honest and how do you stay afloat? You know, after all the criticisms that happen after your stand up. Well, I mean, the P I always feel like the people that came, Mm -hmm. uh, want 
they know what they're getting. Most of them know what they're getting. I mean, every now and then I'll have someone walk out or, or you know, on a cruise ship or something. They weren't <laughs> expecting exactly what they got. But most of the people are fans. And uh, I I just feel like that. I don't know. When you go through a lot, and I, I you know, I started doing a real brass stand-up after, after I call it the departure, when, when my <laughs> ex left at our marriage. And I just, I just, I I just didn't care. I was like, well, if you don't, I, you know, if you don't like it, that's that's your problem, right. <laughs> you know. And I I just decided to be like an old Southern woman and just start early. <laughs> just you know, we have all these old Southern women that will just say anything that's on their mind and get away with it. And I thought, nah, I'm just going to start early. I'm just going to say what I think, and it worked. And people, I always say in my shows, I go, you if you were offended, that is your choice. Yes. And we, we get to choose that. Mm-hmm. And and it's okay if you are offended. You can tell me that, you know, my um you know, my fat homeless material offends <laughs> yeah. you. That's fine. Tell me that. We let were me, just talking that. about that. It's That's hilarious. hilarious. <laughs> so great. There's too many quotable lines in your stand up acts, just so many that I can't I just I love it so much. I have to say now, uh something that you and I share in common is my father was also a Southern Baptist minister. And was not exactly thrilled the day I came out in the newspaper of our, our little town here. And there, and I think it's, you have this universal, uh, people can connect to you on so many levels. You know, in a lot of us have families like you portray in all of your movies. Uh, some of us have this Southern Baptist damage going on or religious damage at all. So for all of us Southern Baptist sissies out here dealing with the Baptist damage and and those that can still relate and can still feel uh, the same kind of, you know, separation so deeply. What would you say to our listeners who maybe are still in it? They're still in the I can't find my way. What would you say to them coming from where you are now? Uh, well, you know, I love this question because uh, it, there's, a, there's a, a, a similar question was asked of me uh, not too long ago that became a part of this new show. And the, I, I, I ended, I actually end my new show with this where he said, if you could go back and talk to, you know, eight-year-old Delford sitting in a pew, right. what would you tell him now? And I would say, you're okay. You know, there's nothing wrong with you celebrate all of this that's feeling different right now. It's all okay. Because, and I would really stress to everybody that's struggling with this, when, mm-hmm. they, when, when people start questioning the creation, which is you, they're questioning the creator. Now, yeah. I'm, an, I'm agnostic, but if there mm-hmm. is a creator, if he's up there or she, then they're questioning their God. Because mm-hmm. we were made, supposedly, according mm-hmm. to their book, in his image. Mm-hmm. So they're actually questioning him, not you. And I would just, I'd give them a big old hug and say, you know, there's a big old world out there. It's not just in this little tiny isolated pocket that you're in right now. Go and find, it's, it's, it's why kids still write me and say, mm-hmm. I found Queer as Folk and mm-hmm. I realized that I was okay because yeah. of Queer as Folk, that I was not alone. Or I watched Southern Baptist Sissies or I watched yeah. Sorted Lives and I am Thai or I am I, you know, I'm TJ or I was TJ and they relate to that. And I would just, I, I, there's, there's another family out there for all of us. And I, I, I love this new family. I I mean, you know, I still got, I I still got my old family too, but uh, if, if, if people, if people reject you, it's not, that's not about you. That's about them. 
And I love that there is no wiser words. And I have to say, from the two of us who grew up in, in Baptist, very strict households, to you, sir, I think the one thing that that those of us who go through that get right is we become really, really loud. And so I am thrilled that you are out there writing what you write, touching the lives that you continue to touch, and that you're not finished being outspoken. So thank you so much for being on our oh, show today. Oh, thank you. You, you are guys wonderful. are great. Oh. You know, I do I do a radio show each week. It, it's not that easy, but you are wonderful at it. Oh, oh. thanks for making it. Uh, Thank you. Yeah. So it means a lot. we're just going to have you on all the time now. Yeah. That's beautiful. I love that. <laughs> all right. All right. <laughs> well, thank you, Mr. Shores, so much. I've been watching, you know, CNN on yeah. Sunday, so I'll just, oh. you know. We're, right. <laughs> we are way more fun. Way more fun. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, all right, thank guys. you, sir. Thank you have so a wonderful Valentine's Day. Yeah, you too. Thank you. And everybody can find me on Facebook. I, all of my shows are, mm-hmm. are listed there. So it's just Del Shores. Just look up Del Shores, and we, we have a lot of fun on my page. And we'll post that on our page as well to send people your way. Thank you, sir. You enjoy your day. Uh, thank you. Mm-hmm. Bye. Bye. If you just joined us, that was the man himself, the writer, director, the passion behind such movies as Southern ba- Baptist Sissies and Sorted Lives, which is uh, playing here in town this weekend. So much fun. Mm-hmm. Del Shores. Del Shores. On Outspoken. That was, so, he, and he's a hoot he's, and a half. Oh, he is. And, and watch his stand-up because watch it. the censored version is a lot of fun. The, on this show, the uncensored Del Shores is yeah. 10 times more fun. It is. It's, <laughs> yeah. it's, it's a hoot. It I love great. it. I love it. All right. We're going to take one more, I think, quick song break. Uh, it's going to be uh, song Magnets featuring Lord by Disclosure. You are back with KYRS, Medical Lake Spokane, 88.1 and 92.3 FM. I just want to remind everybody that Del Shore said we were really good. Yeah, he was just like, I had a short. I I had a short. I had a show. I know how hard it is. I know. And first of all, you know, we always try to pretend, oh, it's an old hat. But it always feels nice because you're like, wow. It does. Well, someone as, you know, experienced and as uh, a a huge veteran in the show business. Yeah. So you're welcome. Would you like us to be in one of your movies? We're there. We can do it. I know, right? <laughs> you don't even have to pay us that much. Like, no, right? That's fine. Just put us on film. I okay. mean, we're Kurt. media whores. I'm just saying. <laughs> well, that's true. It's that time you've all been waiting for. It is. It's it is. our outspoken sport minute for the CCE Sports Network. And this time, it's a it's a no brainer. Let's talk. Let's mm. talk about what Adidas announced this week. Adidas said that uh, it's going to sponsor. And it's, it's going to support, support any yeah. spokespeople or athletes that are LGBT. Specifically, they won't sport, fire them. They won't fire them. They won't be like you. You can't go. Which is, well, I mean, first of all, on it's one good. hand, it's good. It's good. Thank you for it's that. Good. On the other hand, well, well, I hope so. Right. But one of the things they're getting called out for is, well, then why don't they actively seek out openly gay sure. athletes yeah. and put them? up as spokespeople for their mm-hmm. brand. Now, listen, I'm not trying to take anything away from Adidas saying, listen, we want to say we support these athletes. Uh, if they're one of our spokespeople, we're not going to fire them. What a wonderful thing. Thank yeah. you, Adidas. Yeah. And then we're just saying, hey, how about taking it one step further? Because, you know, I mean... And that's a great Between point. them and Nike, that's Nike was a, ahead of the curve years before they had mm-hmm. when it comes to LGBT rights. Right. Adidas is, you know, no one to, you know think is too shabby they're you know they're a major brand so this is amazing and it is amazing when major brands step up and say hey we want to we want to support lgbt people but hey i think you should go after openly gay athletes like make them go for them yeah 
Yeah, also, and I think that's amazing. I also want to say I love that uh, the picture to the article mm-hmm. are three athletes in just these tiny little speedos, and that's yeah. okay with me. And they it, are their gay spokesperson. I know, Sp- and you know what? People, if guess. that's how we announce spokespeople, hey, I fine. want to go to every event. And you know what? If you know, when I first heard this, I was like, "Wow, okay." I, I I felt like it was a little bit late in the game, but not necessarily. Right? You know, it's, it's, it's like they've never actively been against. Which they, is great. yeah, exactly. So it's like, okay, well, be- better than them saying we don't support. You know, mm-hmm. that's always true. And so, thank you, Adidas. Yeah. In so I end. mean, thank you. That's what I want to say. Hey. You know, cool. great, great job. And I love that. Mm-hmm. Now I want people to, to purposely, because remember yeah. back in the day, we talked about mm-hmm. on uh, Martina Navratilova's birthday, we talked about how in her day, coming out so openly, she lost a lot of deals. She did. A lot of spokespeople yeah. deals, which loses a lot of money for athletes. That's where they make, you know, good mm-hmm. money. Mm-hmm. Um, so back then, that was a huge thing. So it is nice to see that we have come this far in the sporting community yeah. that, okay, it doesn't have to mean the same thing. Mm-hmm. Coming out doesn't mean you're going to lose, you know, endorsement deals. Right, and, and, right. And a lot of money that's going to help you to to live a good life. So, I mean, so it is cool that we've come that far. At the same time, let's go a little farther. Might let's as well. Do I mean, let's support and hire specifically so, LGBT. So that's your no-brainer sports minute yeah. from the boys. There you go. You know, you're welcome. Thank you to the CCE Sports Network for allowing us to be part of their team every week. And as always, what do you think about it? Yeah. Do you think we should go further or is that okay? Well, and the question really is as well, do you think like we should make a concerted effort that yeah. brands need to make a distinct effort and say, not well, only ha- do we need great sports yeah. people to be uh, endorse us, but can we make sure we go for the LGBT athletes? And the thing is, it's the same exact question we said last week you know does the nfl need to make yeah, a where's effort? the responsibility i think that's so, where it comes down to it. as a so. corporation since apparently you're people you know where's your responsibility uh to mm-hmm. your consumers so there you go there cce you sports minute with the outspoken now boys. let's kind of uh <laughs> bounce right off of that and talk about what happened last sunday uh after you all turned your radios off and turned your TVs on and watched yeah. and then there uh, was. the big Super Bowl. Yeah, part of the hundreds of millions of people that watched well, it. Well, both of us got to see Gaga. We did. You, and it, it almost killed yeah. me. I Like, I couldn't breathe. Oh, she breathe. and she's flawless and Phenomenal. fabulous. Phenomenal. Love it. Yeah. You know she nailed it. Nailed you know it, like, nailed over it. the top. Yeah. Nailed it, yeah. And, uh, of course, then... Uh, skip, 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 skip. Eat food, 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 food. Halftime yes. show. Yay! Halftime right? show. Uh, that was that was interesting. I don't know how I felt about it. I mm, liked it. I mean, it, it, it was okay. It, it, it was, wasn't. Yeah. Last year was such a spectacle, and it went over w- so well with. Well, Katie be, Perry I mean, exactly. If you're gonna have a be on a shooting star flying across <laughs> right, the sky, right, right. and then you have ju- the funniest thing from last year's was Katy Perry had uh, dancing sharks with her yes, on stage, yes, and one of the did. sharks just could not get it together. <laughs> one of the sharks was so off they were and was a doing hot mess. the other moves was just like somewhere her, off. It was like oh, her sister was or great. something. Just let yeah. me. And she's like, that's fine. Let's yeah. go. You're in a sh- so this awesome. year, I feel like they tried to do the same thing. They tried to mash up some superstars yes. together. Bruno Mars, uh, Coldplay, Beyonce. Yeah. She had just released the day before the song that we played earlier, Formation. Yes. Yeah. And um so they try it didn't it didn't seem to me like it mashed as well as It was interesting. Bruno yeah. com- I mean I love Bruno Mars is great. Yeah. Coming out with his dance it it didn't gel for me. Really? Yeah. See I mean I, it was a good show, but it just didn't it didn't 
it didn't, it didn't make sense a lot. Yeah, me. there wasn't a lot of fabric that like knit them together. But I think right. I I think that uh, I mean, of course, Beyonce did a, a song with Coldplay on their yeah. new album. So yeah. I mean, they they all kind of had I love something Chris together. Martin. And exactly, and he's awesome. But they got a lot of flack actually from you know whatever it was, probably million moms or whatever. Oh, I'm sure. Yeah, um, for spreading homo sexual agenda the homosexuality that. promoting it you know i don't i don't even i want to know how that here's the thing what was promoting it i know right as as a gay man yeah. someone who is very in tune to what it means to being gay sitting there watching it i did not ever think oh wow it they're so gay it. right now no right I did not once me either that. i like didn't the, think oh that I makes saw me that feel more gay. and i'm like yeah bruno mars bruno, I, don't know. I mean that's I the only thing like because he was there because that because of his dance, kind of, his hair is really gay. I guess it I mean, was just weird. Be- Beyonce kind of yeah. I feel like they sometimes don't have something that weak to complain about, so they yeah. just have to <laughs> latch on. <to> something. <laughs> exactly. They're like Super Bowl. Everybody's talking about Super it. Super Bowl. No more so, Super Bowl. I do okay. want to say I put up a post on Facebook yep. that apparently a lot of people tended to enjoy, but I talked about the things I learned from the Super Bowl. Yeah. And one of them was, first of all, Peyton Manning had a lot of people giving him flack for being 40 and still a quarterback. Because th- there's a lot of talk about how athletes don't know when to retire. They're very ego-centered. Mm-hmm. Um, they you know, love the cheering of the crowd. Hey, I hear you. Um, and so they've been saying, and he had had a few bad games. Okay. Well, then he comes in, the Broncos, which was the team I grew up with. I was an avid Bronco fan in our household. My mom would scream at the TV. I, I remember these well. And then... They win the Super Bowl, so I'm thinking Peyton Manning got the last word. Yeah, and be like, you know okay. what? I'm good right there now. Go. I'll, t- I'll go. tell you when I'm ready, and it ain't now. Yeah, I'm not good and ready yet. Right? I so I'm I think that was here. interesting. And yeah. then we just learned that Gaga doesn't stop. She does not. She okay tonight. All of you tonight. guys that obviously know is the Grammys tonight, and yep. she's doing. Uh, she's she's performing at the Grammys. She's doing a tribute. She's doing a tribute to this makes me sad, but to none. The none other than David Bowie, of course, who we were very sad to have lost in January. And, uh, you know, if anyone does a tribute to David Bowie, it better be Gaga. <gasps> and it is. And you know oh. what? I cannot, cannot wait to see this. She actually uh, just got a tattoo of David Bowie on her side. She did. She put it on add her. to that collection. Yeah. 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 She put that on her Snapchat. I but, know. Um, Here's the thing. And this is when awesome. I know, you know, you know, Lady Gaga is going further and she's probably going to be around a while. Oh, when yeah. We're sitting in a restaurant having a meeting, you and I, yeah. after the show last week. Gaga is singing the national anthem. We're dying. And there's a group of, I would say, probably 50, 60-year-old yes, women behind yes, us. Yeah. And I hear one of them say, that's that Lady Gaga. She has the best voice ever. And I'm that's like, the thing. when you have crossed over yeah, yeah. and it's no longer the wire, the kids listening to that crap, well, is, she is so strange. Right. It's not that anymore. I want to say that she is brilliant, not because yeah, I'm too. supposed to say that uh, I'm gay and because I actually think that, but because she did it right. She went in to the scene as a pop star, yes. got, you know, she, and she mastered she it. She mastered it. She did it perfectly. Yeah. And so, of course, I can see how people are like, well, that's just Lady Gaga being a pop star. You just assume they're one right. note. One note wonder. Exactly. You know, that's but it. then she evolves into doing music her way, especially with art pop. That was so right. Well, and then music. the best move she could have done was team up with, with Tony, Tony Bennett, Bennett, who is a legit yes. superstar in yeah. his own right, Absolutely. in a whole different music genre. Yeah. So he's putting his stamp yeah. around yeah. her. And then not only do they team up, but the album is so amazing that it's they so get good. tons of Grammys and they Huge. they do a second album. Yeah. They're getting Grammys for And so she showed a different spot. She would show up not in Versatility, an a, yeah. as she yeah. did. And all of a sudden she's this different And that's the thing, yeah. She goes classy now. Yeah. And then... 
She's on the Oscars, she's on and the Oscars. she's singing "Sound of Music" tribute, which was and be- it's a different part Here's of her the voice. Thing. I do not like "Sound of Music" at all. Don't ask right. me why. I do not like it. Watching her sing that, I was like, "Oh my goodness!" And she used a different I'm, voice. I'm she used she did. Uh, her polished voice, the yeah. what she trained yeah. in school. You know, she's in classically voice trained. Lessons. Yeah. And so she did it. So what I find her is doing a very smart map of her career. Mm-hmm. She's up for it. Not only did she get a Golden Globe for acting yes, in Ryan Hotel. Murphy's Hotel, which yeah. is the American Horror Story series. She got a Golden Globe for it. She won. She's nominated for an Oscar she for is. an original song that she wrote with Diane Warren. Yeah. Which so is then so she's great. going there. So she's being really, really Here's smart. The thing. Exactly. I foresee, uh, you know, definitely in her future, uh, a Broadway performance. I foresee her going full on theater. She's and we she's transitioning be, into a show. We are taking show. a trip to New York when that happens. Absolutely. Yeah. Oh yeah. I I want her to write her own thing to just write. Gaga, here's ten billion dollars. Just do exactly. whatever you want. Just, just make do it happen. Because because uh, we will Gaga. be living. Right. Living is That's right. It. So I feel like this has been the gayest part of your outspoken show. Yeah. <laughs> yeah I'm just. I love her. I'm impressed with her. I yeah. have a lot of respect for her. Kurt. Hugely. You're supposed to cut this out and send it to Gaga's people. Right. So tell, and hopefully we because we can she, convince her to come on. She is phenomenal. If she would like to visit, we're okay with that in yeah. person. She has to come it. through Spokane. Yeah. Well, but okay. anyways, you know, lots of things happening. Let's remind everybody who's on next week's show. Uh, next week's show is going to be the one and only Davy Wavy. So this is your week. You have seven days Mm -hmm. to watch as many Davy Wavy videos on YouTube as you possibly can. If you're a gay man, I, I, you have to do double just because hello. Do it. Because it's Davy Wavy. Double as many as you can. Yeah. Double right. That and double watch, it. Double it. I'm just saying. Watch more well, than you you'll can. You'll watch one Davy Wavy video and you'll be like, okay, I'm going to double it. Right. Because exactly. that's amazing. <laughs> um, so remember, we're going to have him. We're also going to have Jorge Cruz on, and he's going to teach us a little bit about his new book, yeah. um, Fit and Tiny, Tiny and Fit. Tiny and Full. And that as well. Tiny and Full. And anyways, it's about waking up vegan and then he, it obviously not is, being vegan the rest of the day. Right. It's, it's obviously kind of worked for me. So. <laughs> <laughs> that's great so those those all are happening now remember you can always reach us on facebook uh facebook.com slash outspokesman mm-hmm. you can reach us on twitter at outspokesman as well remember to find us on itunes and subscribe subscribe leave so, your rates and reviews. hey and we forgot to tell people the new promo for the red ribbon gala which is going to be February twenty eighth? Yes, is released today. It's on our Facebook and YouTube. A lot of you, a lot of people out there, wait for this. We have one more. Yes. And wait for it because we've been getting a lot of comments that this video promo number three is their favorite one so far. Ooh, yeah. So enjoy it because I think you're. That's going to be moved out of the way when number four comes I out. I think next one will be it's even better. It's very funny. I will warn everybody. Watch it on your computer if you can. It's the best way to watch it. Some phones. Watch it and it's fine. And yeah, you can there's hear it a weird and some don't. Problem. It's a very strange thing. Yeah. But in any case, it's a lot of fun. Go tell us what you think. Go watch it. Kurt's going to put it up on our page. So it's going to be a lot of fun. Right. Cole's going to test it over he here. Is. All right. So we will see you next week on Outspoken. <laughs>